Hallelujah. Joanna, good to see you, my friend. She said, I remember you from the Clemens unit. Carol Young unit. Yeah, I've never been to the Clemens unit. What's up with that, Romero? <laughs> the Carol Young unit. And now she's here. The best is yet to come. Amen. Life like you've never known it. Life like you've never known it. If you have your Bibles, go ahead and open them to the book of Romans. I want to congratulate you for those that have joined the 21 days of prayer and fasting, which is, it's a, a kingdom empowerment that, that the Lord has set up for his people. And it's the way that you'll change levels. And congratulations on going to another level. You made it through for the first week. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You've been joining us for uh, the lives, for the teachings every, every um, day. Monday through Friday at 11.45. How many of you lift up your hand, have joined, and have been, if you've been blessed by it, wave your hand like you just don't care. Hallelujah. Amen. And so, I'm going to continue that through the 21 days of prayer and fasting, and who knows, I might never stop. We are building a studio by the hand of God. Hallelujah. And that's going to be done pretty soon. I, Peter heard me the other day say it was going to be done by the end of January, and he said, Pastor Sandy, where'd you, I mean... You're speaking supernaturally. I said, well, it came out of my mouth. It must have came out of my spirit. So it's moving quickly. That, that's for sure. But you can expect powerful content to come out of that studio every day. Amen. We are going to be gathering every day. Say every day. Every day. Starting tonight. <laughs> we always gather Sunday nights, but it's going to be our corporate prayer every day. Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, I'm going to be teaching on, on noon, and then we're at it the corporate prayer in the evening, because we're not doing things ignorantly. You get taught here at the Parallel of Church, so that the things that God expects us to do, we do it with purpose. Say purpose. Everything has to be done with purpose. Amen. And then you can expect to be fruitful, not just in one area of your life, the whole pie. Say the whole pie. That means in every area of your life, you can expect to be fruitful. And this is going to be the most fruitful year. This is going to be the most fruitful year. Who can already say, already, Pastor? Because God is not a guy that he should lie. If he said it, he'll do it. And if he has spoken it, he'll bring it to pass. Amen. So we're going to gather here every night. They won't be childcare, but where else would you want your children than in the presence of God? We're going to get a little loud, so it, they, they're going to be fine. And we're going to pray aimless, aimless. We're going to aim, not aimless, but we're going to aim. Amen. At, 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 um, and we always begin with thanksgiving and praise. And we always end with thanksgiving and praise. Because that's a form of prayer. Amen. And so prayer is powerful. You know, there's power in prayer. And we should always pray. The Bible says, always pray. And so, it's something that we should always do. We don't just do it 21 days. We do it all the time. Amen. We do it all the time. We don't always fast. 
But you should always pray. That's why when church is called 21 days of prayer, what do you do after the 21 days? You don't pray. It's prayer and fasting. There's a time for everything. Jesus said, when you pray, when you fast, and when you give. Amen. So it's not if, we sh- if it's not optional. It's something that has been commanded by our master. And, if, if, and he is our greatest example. And the Bible says, as he is, so are we. Amen. And if we are as he is, then we ought to be bearing the fruit as he did. And we can, amen. But you gotta, I wanna, I wanna stir you so much. And I've been doing my best to stir you. Some get mad, some get angry, but some get positioned in the right place. And, and the stirring puts a responsibility on your end. Because if nothing we teach you or share with you here puts a responsibility on you, then it becomes an irresponsible word. And that's not what we do here. We're always going to make you put a responsibility on you. There's things you must do that God has orchestrated in his word for us to, and we must obey. You love Jesus? He said, then obey me. Many claim to love Jesus, but they have no action in their love. Because the, mo- the, the, the best way you can demonstrate your love to Jesus is through obedience. Jesus even said, why do you call me Lord and you don't do what I say? He said that. So if you love Jesus, obey him. You obey his word. But don't you know that he is a good father and he knows what is best for us? We can trust him with our lives because number one, he gave it to us. And, and I'm telling you, you're going to go to a next, another level. Amen. Look, she never said, I'm, I'm going to another level. Because if you, if, you, if you, in every area, in your finances, first of all, in your relationship with God, what is it to good to have all the finances you don't have a relationship with God? Everything starts with your relationship with God. Because there's offerings God doesn't even accept. There's prayers God doesn't even hear. So the number one aim should be your relationship with God. And everything springs forth out of that. Amen. And so when that is your focus, then everything else gets in place. Amen. I'm telling you, this is going to be a year like no other. I better, I better stop. <laughs> no, I better not stop. <laughs> what am I saying? I want to welcome my niece and my nephew from Florida, Natalie and George Williams from England. Go ahead and stand up. Wave at everybody. I said, stand up. He's like, I'm, I'm standing every day, Pastor Sandy. I'm part of the stand. <laughs> sit down. <laughs> He's like, I didn't come to stand. I came to sit temporary because I'm about to stand for another. <laughs> God is good. Amen. Glory to God. Don't be scared of quietness. 
I'm just looking around. Have you turned your Bibles to Romans 8? Hallelujah. He's an awesome God. So wonderful, Jesus. In Romans 8, beginning in verse 31. Hallelujah. There's exciting things taking place here. Praise the name of the Lord. Glory to God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. It says in verse 31, the Apostle Paul, what shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? Verse 32. Well, I wanted to get. He that spared not his own son. Somebody shout his name. Jesus. But deliver him up for us all. How shall he not with him also Freely give us all things. Say all things. Look at your neighbor and say all things means all things. Nothing left out. In the Amplified Classic, it says, What then shall we say to all this? If God is for us, who can be against us? Who can be our foe? If God is on our side. Who can be our enemy if God is on my side? He who did not, this is talk, he is the father. He who did not withhold or spare even his own son, but gave him up for us all. Look at your neighbor and say, That's, you're included. Will he not also with him freely and graciously give us all other things? This should stir you that if God gave you his best, everything else is a piece of cake. Because we make it hard like, can God do this for me? You just don't know the key to see the release of those things. And the key to see the release of those things that already have been given to you is prayer. The power of prayer. And that's what I want to talk to you about this morning. The power of prayer. Fruitful prayers. This is going to be the most fruitful this is going to be the most fruitful prayer life that you ever carried in your life. 2023. I normally don't read out of this translation, but I am today. The message says, so what do you think? With God on our side, like this. How can we lose? You're not a loser, you're a winner. 
You're, you're born to win. You are born to win. You've not been redeemed from darkness to light to fail. You, you've not been redeemed from darkness to light for sufferings, for afflictions. James said, is anybody afflicted? What is he to do? Let him pray. Prayer will put a termination on every suffering in your life. So that means you don't have to suffer no more. If you're suffering, either you're ignorant about why, what belongs to you or you like to suffer. There are some people that like to suffer and then they cannot be helped. Because, and it's sad because they lived all their lives like that and they feel like they must suffer. Jesus suffered, so you don't have to suffer. But it's a mentality. It's almost like if nothing is going bad in my life, something's not wrong. But when Jesus comes into your life, it's okay if nothing is going wrong in your life. <laughs> but you, you can't have that mentality. I'm just suffering all the time. You, you, you feel good. F feeling like a victim makes you feel good. Poor me. Look at me. In Spanish, we call them Doña Dolores. I know that's a name, so if your name is Dolores, I'm not referring to you. Dolores means pains. And we would call Dolores the people that were always in pain. All right, sister, just fine to see you. Like, No, you're good. You're good. And so God did not call us for that. He called us to live in victory. He redeemed us to reign. And you might not be able to comprehend that and just sit a while. Because you're going to get it. You're going to get it. Amen. That life of suffering will come to an end today in Jesus' name. No more suffering for you. No more being afflicted. No more struggling. No more going through the same thing over and over. Jesus Christ, by the power of prayer and your belief, will put an end to all that in Jesus' name. If you believe that, say amen. amen. Hallelujah. So, if God didn't hesitate to put everything on the line for us, he didn't hesitate to put everything on the line for us, embracing our condition and exposing himself to the worst by sending his own son, is there anything else? He wouldn't gladly and freely do for us? Is there anything else he wouldn't gladly and freely do for us? Let me just go because look, <laughs> the message is just, is just. And who would dare tangle with God by messing with one of God's chosen? You want to tangle with me? You want to mess with me? You're going to tangle with God? There's a confidence that comes from that. If God before us, who can be against us? I said in one of my lives, when you're prayerful, it makes you, prayerful makes you worryless. Prayerless makes you worryful. 
But when you're prayerful, you're too focused on who God is, on your relationship with Him, on who is for you. And that when I read that in the message years ago, that, that like did something to me because I, I thought, I thought, you mess with me, you're going to tangle with God. Warning. And not pridefully or arrogant, or arrogant but I, I got that. I got that. I thought, you can't mess with me because you, it'll, it might, it cost you. Because I know who's for me. That didn't come just because it came out of a relationship with God. Amen. And I want each and every one of you to walk with that confidence and assurance that you don't get caught up on the, what the devil is doing. Too many people, the devil's doing this, the devil's doing that, the devil's with my children, the devil's with my marriage, the devil's in my family. The de you get too much credit to the devil. That's why the Bible tells us magnify the Lord. If you make God big, everything else seems small. But if you magnify the problem, then you're, you're going to have a little God and a big devil. Pastor John Nelson would always say, you either have a big God and a little devil or a little devil and a big God. And you must spend time magnifying the Lord. Make them big in your life. Let this year that you, you, you have such a clear awareness of the Father that loves you. And that Father that is for you. Fruitful prayers. We have been redeemed to succeed in every area of our lives. And now you won't have that story that since you gave your life to the Lord, it's gotten worse. Things got harder. Now, the, you know, the, the devil had you. You were, no, you were joined to him back before then, before you gave your life to Jesus. So he didn't care about you. Now that you've gave your life to Jesus, now you are a threat to him. And he doesn't like that. And there will be challenges. If I told you there wouldn't be, I'll be lying to you. Or you'll come back and say, Pastor, you never told me that. This is this, is, this is this. But I'm telling you up front. Jesus said, many are the afflictions of the righteous. But he didn't stop there. And I'm thankful. He said, but I will deliver them out of them all. So with every affliction, every test, every attack... Deliverance has already been provided. Yeah, there'll be uh, times of troubles. But what does that got to do with you? Jesus said, many of the afflictions of the righteous. Don't get afflicted minded. Get delivered. I'm delivered minded. But the Lord will deliver me out of them all. Out of them all. Even this one, Pastor Sandy, out of them all. I didn't say that. Jesus said that. The Bible says, in this world, you will have trials and tribulations. But don't get trial and tribulation. Test, test will come. But you know what test comes? Why they come? Not to cause you to fail, to prove your faith. 
That's why the Bible says, count it all joy. How can I be happy when things are not going good? Welcome back. So glad. Somebody met you at that hibachi place? Or where? Hibachi place and invited her. Many, no, I already said that one. In this world, Kenneth Higginson, somebody came up to him and said, at the prayer and said, uh, he said, what do you want prayer for? He says, pray that the devil will leave me alone. And he said, I have to pray that you die. <laughs> Kenneth Hagan said that. Then I have to pray that you die. Even Jesus, his prayer for his disciples. Lord, now that I'm going, I pray for these and also others that will be added to the to your kingdom, not that you will take them out of the world, but that you will keep them and that not one will be missing. Jesus prayed for Peter. Peter, I, pr I pray that your faith fell not because he knew there's going to be hardships. There are going to be times of, you know, testing and trials. But Jesus said, I will deliver them out of them all. In this world, you will have trials and tribulations, but be of good cheer. Nehemiah said, the joy of the Lord is my strength. And he was qualified to say that because he went through all these things, fulfilling God's purpose. But none of that moved him. Nothing in 2023 will move you because of light that has come forth out of your relationship with God. So it says, count it all joy. And, and listen, that springs forth out of a relationship with God. Because if you think, if you do nothing, if you don't invest your life into God in obedience, then you can, ha, 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 I'm going through this. And you're going to, ha, 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 fell through it. Because every spiritual strength results out of your relationship with God. And that's through prayer. That's through worship. That's through your obedience. Through praise. And then the Bible says, if our hearts condemn us not, then we have confidence before God. Condemnation comes uh, as a result of sin or not obeying. Guilt. And guilt causes you to shrink back. Guilt causes you to go backwards and hide. But confidence causes you to step forward and be bold and says this I know my God loves me so his mighty hand is upon me this test is not did not come to take me down this test is a stepping stone to my next level because if God is for me then who dare be against me So that's why when you see people and you look at their lives and it's like, well, I know things are going on, but they, you know, but why are they still happy? Why are they still showing up to church? Why are they still giving? Why are they still praising the Lord? Why do they have joy? 
because they have counted all joy. It's not fake, it's real. Amen. And so he that not spare his own son, but deliver him up for us all, shall he not with him also freely, freely give us all things. What do you want? When the lame man was at the pool of Bethesda and Jesus knew that he had been in that condition all his life. And at that pool of Bethesda, once a year, I believe the angel of the Lord will come and stir up the waters and on that, on that, on that, around that pool laid many with different diseases. And the first one that would jump into the water when the angel would stir up the water will be healed. The first one. Then Jesus showed up. When Jesus shows up, the beautiful thing about it is that he, he, he did it for all. And he looked at the men knowing that he had been in that condition for all those years. He said, what do you want? Well, you know, I want to be healed, but, but every time the, the, water, the angel comes to stir up the water, nobody helps me. As I start to move, crawl that way, this brother over here doesn't even help me. They just passes me by. Nobody helps me. I want to be healed, but Jesus didn't ask that. Be careful that you don't know what you're asking for. Be careful that you don't know what you want. Be ready to know what you ask for. If Jesus came to you this morning and said, what do you want? Be careful to give excuses of why you haven't received what you should receive. Because Jesus didn't ask reasons why. He said, what do you want? What do you want? And then after all that, Jesus healed him. He said, I want to be healed. Jesus healed him, picked up his mat, and walked home. I pray that as you've come here today, that whatever condition has kept you or whatever delay, you have your answer before you leave out of here in Jesus' mighty name. If you believe that, say amen. Amen. Don't mind your past. Don't mind your past. What has happened, happened. Many people never, re uh, they don't move forward because of what's happened in the past. Forget the former things. The Bible says, I am doing a new thing in your life. Your past shouldn't, will not define your future. You can't change your past. Forget and forgive or forgive and forget. Let it go and move forward. 
so that you can receive everything God has for you. I see the presence of God touching some of you already. I do. I can see it. And that's because God brought you here and he loves you. And you'll never, never be the same in Jesus' name. Matthew 21, 20 says, all things. You better circle those words. Remember, he already gave you his best. How do you, I see those all things release into my life, pastor. Well, that's what I'm telling you this morning. You're going to have the most fruitful prayer life you ever had. We're going to have it. In this house and every family represented in this house that receives and believes or believes and receives all things whatsoever you ask in prayer believing ye shall receive them Matthew 11 20 20 uh, 21 20 I'm sorry Matthew 21 20 Anybody back there for the scriptures? Luke 11, 9. Luke 11, 9. Where's Ninja? I need a ninja back there. <laughs> and I say unto you, ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be open unto you. Why question that? Go to 10. For everyone that asks it, everyone that asks it, everyone that prays. For everyone that asks it, receive it. And he that seek it, find it. And to him that knock it, it shall be open. That's talking about answer prayer. Hallelujah. John 16, 24. John 16, 24. Hitherto have you asked nothing. In my name. Ask and ye shall receive that your joy may be full. Answered prayers makes you joyful. Ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. It's not joyful when you don't hear, get answers to your prayers. The proverb says, hope deferred makes the heart sick. But a dream fulfilled is like a tree of life. God didn't create you so that you can go hoping and a wishing that something good will happen or that what God has for you will happen in your life. He gave you a kingdom force called prayer. To see the manifestations of the things that he has for you. So you must believe that it is okay to ask. Some people will teach you. You don't have to ask. God already knows what you need. Jesus, every, there is a, a form of, 
of God providing for you because there's a scripture that says even before you ask, God will give it to you. But it doesn't say don't ask. We can't contradict the scripture. You must believe that it is okay to ask and expect results. Don't pray religiously. That's why I understand now why Kenneth Hagin says, what do you need prayer for? And, it, and if you would say, I don't know, I'm just praying to pray. He'll say, then you'll have just that. Go back and sit down. So, you must pray and expect. The word of God does not return void. As the rain comes down from heaven to water the earth, so is my word, the Bible says, that it will produce to where it's sent. The word of God is seed. And right now what you are doing is receiving seed in your heart. It's being planted into you, the word of God. And as it does, it's going to produce fruit. As you leave out of here and continue to water your seed through staying in faith, Praising God. That seed, you're watering that seed. And God gives it the increase in your life. You will begin to see the fruit of it in your life. Amen. I want to give you seven keys or seeds from God's word concerning receiving answers to your prayers. This might be a little basic to some of you, but take it as fresh bread. Because God wants you to know that he not only hears your prayer, but he's an answering praying God. There's, diff there's religions that pray just to pray. They pray five hours a day. But they're, they, they're, they're taught to pray, but they're taught to don't expect anything. Aren't you glad that that's not our story? Jesus said in Mark eleven twenty four, 24. What things soever you desire. He didn't say what you need. He said what you desire. What things soever you desire. You have a good father. What things soever you desire. When you pray. When you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. The moment you pray, he said right there and then, you have them by faith. When they show up, it's not when God answered your prayer. God answered your prayer the moment you prayed. And if you truly believe that, then you receive that which you prayed for when you prayed. Because you know that God heard you and answered you. 
And that is why you can get up from that prayer moment and have joy and be confident. You no longer have to wonder if, if, if God is going to do it. You already know that that day God heard you and God answered your prayer. Now from there on, you're going to go thanking him in advance. You're going to go praise him. And you're going to be in great expectation because it's just a matter of time before the thing manifests. You already received it. It might not look like you did because, you know, people be like, well, where is it at? Well, hold on. You just haven't seen it yet. They can't see what you already seen. Don't try to explain that because they're going to think you're crazy. But you know. I know, I know what the Bible says. When I pray. That's why when we gather here tonight and every other night, when we pray, the Bible says the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man, woman, availeth much. It makes tremendous power and it's working. So we're not, we, when we pray, we get things done. And you got to believe that. You might not see that right now, but just stick around. It's soaking in there. When you pray, when I got that, I thought, man, I have to have it before I have it. I think it was um, Lisa Osteen, the daughter of John Osteen, that, that gave a, a, per, a really great example in her life that she was a little girl and she, she said, I trusted everything my father said. I, never, I, I, I didn't have to question, was my father going to come through or not? And she had asked for a, a new dress. I believe it was on Monday or a Sunday. She asked for a new dress for a special occasion. And she asked her father for a dress. And the, and, and, and the father, I think there's a book written about it. It's called Saturday's Coming. And so she asked her father, I believe it was on Monday, if he can buy her a dress. Dad, can I have a dress? She asked for a dress. Can I have a dress, Dad? And he said, yes, sweetie, I'll buy it for you on Saturday. So she, she didn't question. She believed. Right there and then when he told her. So she knew on Saturday, I'm going to have a new dress. What was the proof that she believed? What is the proof that you believe what you have prayed for is that when you pray, you believe, you receive, and you start planning according. You see, on Monday, she was trying to see what shoes will fit the dress that she was going to get on Saturday. On Tuesday, she tried to find a bow that she knew was going to match the dress that was coming on Saturday. On Wednesday, she tried to see what jewelry was going to fit with the dress that she was getting on Saturday. What are you doing since God answered your prayer? Have you made room? Have you made room? That's an act of faith. Have you made plans according to what you have already believed and received that God has done in your life. Yeah, I, I, and then on Wednesday, you know, on, 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 on Thursday, she was telling everybody about her dress. 
the dress on Saturday. My father's buying me a dress on Saturday. And look at the shoes I'm going to wear. Look at the bow I'm going to wear. Look at the jewelry I'm going to wear with it. On Friday, she was looking in the mirror and picturing herself in that dress. And Saturday came. And the dress was delivered unto her. Did that help somebody? Because if we truly believe, we're not praying just like, oh, Father God, Father God, Father God. If it is your will, help thy servant. <laughs> if you got extra up there in heaven, just send a little, little blessing my way. What things, soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Mark 9.23. I want you to see it. I have it. Jesus said unto him. Who's, who did? Jesus. Not Pastor Sandy. Jesus said unto him, if thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. Not to God. If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. You come this morning and you, there might be something going on. And in your eyes, it might be a special case. And I don't mean special in a good way. You might need a miracle. Something that if God doesn't come through, you don't know what you're going to do. You've come to the right place. Because within God, there is no special case. And a specialist might have told you about what's going on in your life. But you've come to encounter the specialist of specialists. His name is Jesus. And can I tell you, he specializes in any and every case. And he will help you if you only believe. The Bible says what is impossible with men. It's possible with our God. What is impossible with men? It's possible with our God. All things are possible. All things. All things. All things. Everything. Anything. All things. All things. All things. All things are possible to the person that believes that God's word is true. How many believers are here this morning? Say, I am a believer and not a doubter. 
I'm giving you secrets to see a, a change of story in your life. And it's, it, you have, it, there has to be action. Because you can want everything God has for you, but you can't roll out of bed. You were radical at one point, but you got comfortable in another point. You have to have determination, persistence, which I was going to minister on the power of persistence this morning, but that's for another day. Praise the Lord. What do you need? Marriage, healing, job, deliverance, children's situation, freedom and deliverance. God, the Bible says all things are possible to him that believeth. How bad do you want it? Amen. God is not moved by the need. He's moved by your faith. Amen. That is why, number one, the number one thing I want to talk to you about is faith. Faith is the first step. The Bible says in Hebrews eleven six, 6, without faith, it is impossible to please God. He who comes to God must believe that he is God and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So we do through prayer. We diligently seek him. So if you come to God, you got to come in faith. And that's believing that he is God. And that he is a rewarder. You can't separate God and his reward. If you come to him, you best believe there's a reward. I want God, but I don't want his blessings. Well, you, you can't separate them. Are you with me? Believe that he is God. Heavenly Father, you are my God. Believe that he is good. Come with childlike faith. Children don't have a care in the world. They just know you, you're going to feed them. They have no concerns. <laughs> That's how God wants you to be. I have a father that loves me, and I ain't got to worry about nothing. If I just obey him, he, he's going to take care of me. I'm not going to lack nothing. No good thing, the Bible says, will he withhold from those that walk uprightly. Amen. Kids on that. They're little. They just walk in. They speak the truth. I, I always would ask the boys, 
How does this look? I would always ask my husband, of course, he would always be like, oh, that looks really good. <laughs> and then I'll ask the boys. They were little. How does this look? <laughs> well, I could tell they didn't want to hurt my feelings, but they were going to tell me that they were, I knew they were going to be honest. Well, from this part, mm, like half right here up, mm. they'll tell you the truth. God expects us to speak the truth. It's just we grow up and then the cares of the world. But then when we come to the Lord, we got to renew our mind to understand, I have a father. He loves me. He's a good father. Remember the scriptures, Romans, what shall we say about these wonderful things? If God be for us, who dare be against us? He who did not withhold his only beloved son, but deliver him up for us all, will he not along with him give us everything else? Who dare tangle with one of God's chosen one? You want to fight? No, just kidding. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> if thou can believe, all things are possible. So what things are, will be possible for you? The things that you believe. You see, you can say all things, but where, what do you believe? What have you received from the word of the Lord? Because those things will be possible unto you. Jesus said, if you continue in my word, and you are my disciple, and you are his disciple, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Jesus said, if you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you can ask what you will, it shall be done. Because Jesus knew, if my word is abiding in you, and you in me, Everything you ask is going to be on the basis of my word. And everything you need, everything you need is in the word of God. Not just for ministry, but for every area of life. And so when you ask him accordingly, God cannot deny himself. He cannot deny his word and he cannot deny himself. So you're bound to see answers. You're bound to see results. Then prayer becomes exciting. Because you know you're not wasting your time. You're not, you're not just not doing religiously. Who was here at corporate prayer Saturday? Man, it was powerful. Don't miss tonight. It's going to be explosive power coming out of this house. It's going to affect every family represented. It's going to affect every household represented. It's going to affect this community. It's going to affect this city. And we don't just, we're not just a praying church. We're a church of action. Because like Martin Luther said, pray like it all depends on God. Fervently. And then get up and do and go like it all depends on you. So there's a time to pray and there's a time to act. You get it, oh, the whole round here. Amen. 
An example in John 4. Let me get my NLT Bible. Praise God. I'm not going to keep you long. We have a meeting at 4.30, and then we'll be back at 7. Six. But every other day, seven. Who's excited? Can I tell you something? I've never... I know it's what God is doing in my personal life. Not as indivi- just as individual, but as pastor. In my husband's life. That the vision and the, um, the heart for what he's called us to do is, it's like growing. And I am so grateful for this house. I am so grateful for the people of this house. We have the most amazing people. I'm not just saying that. And it never fails that when we have the best come through this house, that are not just word wasters. They say there's a, there's a, a remnant. That's, this, is a, this is a special place with special people that are going to do great things for the kingdom of God. I feel like the Lord has breathed upon this place. A fresh breath of the Holy Ghost. And it's taking us to... We never arrive. And we will never arrive. If you think you arrive, that's the beginning of your own fall. Because that's pride to think there's no more growth in you. I got it. I achieved it. Oh, Lord forbid that we ever get to that point. But one thing that we can be for sure is that we will always go from faith to faith, from glory to glory, from strength to strength, and victory to victory. This will be the portion of this house and the people of this house. In the mighty name of Jesus, if you believe that and receive that, I want you to give the Lord a mighty shout of praise. What is that going to look like, Pastor Sandy? That means your marriage is going to another level. That means your walk with God is going to another level. Your children are going to another level. Your business is going to another level. Your ministry is going to another level. Your, rela- your relationships, the, the people God will connect you with. Kingdom connections are going to another level. Now just take a moment to thank the Lord because I know, I know God is doing something this morning. This is the smallest you will ever be. This is the smallest this church will ever be. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. God didn't bring you this far to keep you at this level. Next levels require your relationship with God to go next levels. 
And definitely, I see that our relationship with the Lord is going to another level. And that is why I can confidently say we're going to another level. You're going to another level. We're going to another level. And if you don't, you don't, you don't got to need another next level. That's okay. Hallelujah. 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 Corra mama handa raba sitria bashata raba sata rama handa raba sitria. Next level. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Next level in the name of Jesus. Next level. Receive it. Receive next level. Just press in a little bit. Next level. Next level, Alex. In the name above all names. The Lord has seen every seed. And he wants you to know a great reward is on the way. Yeah, you've, you've thought, God, God has done amazing things this year, but get ready. Because you ain't seen nothing yet. In Jesus' mighty name. Ooh. Oh, hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise next level, Peter. Eyes have not seen or ear heard or the mind comprehend the wonderful things what God did in your life recently. He did it knowing where it will take you. And as you have yielded and as if you have obeyed, get ready. The whole family. He's seen your humbleness, your submission, and God is pleased with you. In Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Jesus. Get ready. Woo! God is pleased with you. Get ready. It's been a time of preparation for what God has for you. Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Keep pressing in. Keep pressing in. Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. 
The Lord is touching people. I want to pray for this lady here. The hand of God is upon her. Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. The power of the Holy Ghost. The power of the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' mighty name. Nuevo niveles. Nuevo niveles. Que va a afectar toda la familia. En el nombre de Jesús. Toda petición será contestada. Acuerdo a su palabra. En el nombre de Jesús. Jesus. Hallelujah. The presence of God is in this house. Jesus. I want the worship team up here. What's going to happen for you this year? It's not up to God. It's up to you. He sets it out, and it's for the taking. He prepares a table before us. You got to decide to come and sit and dine with him. Jesus. Hallelujah. New levels, Mr. Wood. New levels. God knows every desire of your heart. And I pray in the name of Jesus that everything that has caused delay, that delay comes to an end in this new season. In Jesus' mighty name, every desire to expand the kingdom of God, in Jesus' mighty name, receive a fresh anointing of the Spirit of God. Fresh unction to do everything that God has called you to do. Special favor and special help. And Jesus, that's the power of God upon your life right now. Whew. Fresh strength. The best is not behind you. The best is ahead of you. And God is aligning everything for you. Everything in your life, in your family, 
in every area of your life. In the name above all names, the name of Jesus. People will look at you and be like, I thought he was done. And they will realize he's just getting started. And God will be glorified through your life in Jesus mighty name fresh strength those that wait upon the Lord he shall renew their strength receive fresh strength for the journey in Jesus mighty name <laughs> rejoice rejoice and be glad the hand of God is upon you strong Woo! receive it in Jesus mighty name Ooh. Just lift up your hands.